At this time, I'd like to introduce um, our preacher today, which is going to be Ted Bruner. Ted and I go way back, way back. Um, Ted would, wanted himself introduced as just a really nice guy. Um, but I said I would do a little bit more than that. So Ted's been a member here for a long time. He's been a missionary. Uh, he and his wife, Wanda, and the kids have um, been supported by our Ladies Church here for some time. He is, uh, participates in the FCA, which is the Fellowship for Christian uh, Hard at Work, in Lehigh area, uh, to which he has been a, a hard at work, uh, working with kids in those areas. Lately, he's been a part-time youth ministry um, director over at Penn Valley Church right over here in Telford, and he is going to uh, bring us the word today. So come on up. You can use his pliers. Thank you, Jim. Good morning, everybody. How we all doing? You got to understand when I get a chance to open up the word, this is like kid in the candy shop. I'm, I'm just going to send right about here because the last time I was here, 2020, can I say the C word? It was the thick of COVID. Missions month and um, it was me, Pastor John, some booth guys and maybe like two people out there. And let's be honest, at that point, I'm thinking, like, who's still eating their Wheaties, um, having breakfast, you know, getting that, finishing that Pop-Tart as far as still dialed in as far as, that, you know, the time of that uh, sharing in the service. But uh, it was still a great opportunity to testify. And that's what we're going to do today. Um, really, really thrilled to be here. Uh, all, all I want you to know, so you kind of frame this, this crazy guy up here. For the last 17 years, the calling on my life is, is just to work through the platform of sport, young men and women, uh, all the way from the little tots up because we do camps over the summer. But right now, currently, junior high, senior high, college, uh, we just come alongside them and, and, and ask, how can we serve you? How can we help you use this platform to share Jesus? And ultimately, it's going to come back to the word. So uh, please know that uh, this is a bigger audience that, that I'm used to. Um, but what I absolutely love about this is there's only one generation of, 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 of family, sons and daughters. You come to Jesus. You share faith in him. Um, welcome to the FCA huddle. Junior, senior, higher college. Here we go. So um, the first thing I want to do, Phil, Brother Phil is going to carry me here. So as, as Phil goes, we go. Um, I want to do something right out of the gate. I'm, I'm going to pray. Uh, I'm going to ask God's uh, spirit to just visit us in a fresh way because I talk fast, and then I get emotional, and then I get choked up, and then my family says, there you go again, Dad, crying again. Um, I don't want any of that to happen unless it has to happen, but I want you to participate with me. Uh, we are going to talk about testifying, testimony. Bob, that was spot on. Appreciate, I don't know where Bob went, but I appreciate his heart and demonstrating John 1. This is where we're going to be. But I want to give you a chance to do it. So as I pray, you can pray with your eyes open. This is what I want you to think about because you're going to share this with a neighbor. All right, now look around. I was sizing this up. No child left behind here. So I want to make sure everyone's in a place to look at someone and say, you know what? This is what I'm thankful for this morning. Uh, if you're not really thank thankful for, um, that's number one. Uh, if you're not really thankful right now, you got some tough things making you not so thankful, um, where's God at work? Where's God at work? Hey, let me scratch that. We can be thankful, and we can still say this is how God is at work. I don't want to disqualify one from the other. If you get on a roll, hit all three. What are you thankful for? 
Where has God been at work in your life this past week? And, and does it come back to a verse or passage? What, I call that crockpotting. What verse do you have in your heart right now that you're just chewing on? God's given it to you, and it means something, and you can speak that into your neighbor. So I'm going to pray and ask God to just bless this time. You only have a couple minutes, guys, because I only have a few minutes. So we've got to make this work. But this is where we're going to go, okay? We're going to pray, we're going to receive, and you're going to share with someone right next to you, okay? Make sure you got a smile on your face. All right, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much for this time right now, and you've been so, so faithful already. What, what a pleasant, wonderful thing it is to come into the house of God and worship. We just want to continue that right now, Lord, by just receiving from you the reality of you at work in our lives right now. So I just ask you to bless this little conversation. I think it's going to prime the pump for us in John 1, and uh, Lord, be honored with it. In Jesus' name, amen. So off you go. Share with someone next to you any of these areas in terms of God's working right now. Just got a couple minutes. So if you want to do the scripture reading, I didn't do the scripture reading. We're locked and loaded, brother. Give you about a minute yet. All right, all right. You, uh, if we if we weren't restricted by time, you guys could cut loose until. Whenever. I, I'm wondering if that's why the Amish just devote the whole Sunday because they go from church to the backyard or front yard, pour some lemonade, and just have at it. Um, I, I'm guessing that's some of what they do. I'm not Amish, nor have I been there, but I've, I've driven past some Amish properties. So um, how was that? Was that good? Good for the heart? Yes. Certainly is. Certainly is. Uh, it, for me, it was an attempt not only to give you a chance to just testify, which should be going on all the time, it kind of helps to frame today because um, my concern today with the text that I was given to share with you was that we kind of put it in that cookie cutter box of, um, oh, we know this about John. So here we go with John the Baptist again. And, and my concern is that we kind of disqualify ourselves from the text because like, where do I relate to a man in camel's hair, clothing, belt, locust, wild honey, all that John the Baptist stuff? Wow, that's everybody should just, you know, I've been crocking this passage for quite a while. That's everybody should get a chance to do this, first of all. Because the minute you get up on this stage and you know you're accountable to share the word of God with someone else, man, it's like a, a light switch went on. And I don't want you to think that doesn't happen with some of the settings I'm in, but this is, um, uh, I wanted to take this very seriously, this opportunity to come back to you as family and, 
and celebrate. So I've been crocking John 1 for, for a while. Just let it simmering. And, and I just don't want you to disqualify yourself from the text. So I have this picture of, of just uh, John the Baptist. What, what he, let me cl clarify what he may have look, looked like. This is not him, obviously. And quick disclaimer, how many of you have been to the Holy Anyone take a tour to the Holy Lands? Anybody? Okay, anybody see where Jesus was baptized? Or were John, okay. I might be in trouble then because I Googled some pics, and I, I'm hoping they're the actual ones. So, and that's the school. You guys can scrutinize and say, Ted, that's, that's not uh, the Jordan. That's the Schuylkill River. What are you doing? So, <laughs> no, it's not going to get that bad. But um, I've not been there. So I had to rely on Google to get a couple images. I just threw this one up because when you see this man, what do you think? We know some, uh, uh, quite a bit about him. All the Gospels set him up as he sets up the people for Jesus. But I love, I wish we had time right there to just dig into that. What do you know? What do you think you know? And where do you go with this guy? So we're going to go on a journey. Uh, God is amazing because, we, you know, Jim Kimura said we didn't do scripture reading. And I was trying to figure out how to manage clock. But guys, we, we got to read the scripture. And this is another thing. Maybe this is a little bit more uh, my deal as far as my calling. But lately in life, I'm, I'm not pushing panic button, but unless there's revival, I don't know how long we're going to be in our schools. Um, so, so when I get a chance uh, to go into one, and let me clarify too, um, I'll be in a Bible study with some Lafayette uh, men um, in, in, in a coach's house before school, so there's a little bit more freedom there. I'll go up to Lehigh University and, and minister to some wrestlers in the wrestling center. That might have a residual effect here. But whether it's that or not, maybe it's just God's spirit stirring. Let me just show you something real quick. I'm coming to realize there's a big difference. Can you all see me from here? There's a big difference between you coming on a Sunday or whenever I'm doing my deal with, with the guys that God's given me and sitting back like this. All right, Ted, bring it. Bring it on versus, watch this now. Leaning in. Let's go, right? Clock's ticking. God, you put a, a calling on my life. I need to receive your word today. I call it fresh bread. Just give me a piece because I need to eat it, but I need to give it away. So I'm just going to ask you guys, keep doing what you're doing. I was watching some of you during worship and trying to take it all in. God's spirit is here. This isn't yes or no or do or don't. This is, guys, keep in, keep on. But you, you just need to understand my heart. When we open up the text right now, God's speaking. Go, God. Let's, feed, let's, let's, let's get some fresh bread. So um, for time's sake, I'm going to kind of give away where we're going here. But open up your Bibles to John 1. And I, I'll give this away because uh, we could cover so, so much. But... Um, I want to focus on the testimony. Do you see that in verse 19? And this is the testimony of God. Or this is the testimony of John. Okay? So you look for it. I'll read it out loud as our you know, reading of the text. Now, just, just so you know, guys, it's not cut and dry like right here and, and only here. If you back up to where Nate took us last week, it was John and or verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness. If you guys have your Bible, 
I'd love for you to just highlight some of these things and, and, and make a note of it. You're going to see the word witness in form of verb or noun seven times. So that's, that's three right there. Jump to 15. John bore witness. There you go again. And here's our text for today. Verse 19. And this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. I'd circle that too. That's, that's just another form of testimony. And they asked him, what are or what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I'm the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you're neither the Christ nor Elijah, nor the prophet. John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Circle that. We're going to come back to that. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Verse 29, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. Don't want you to miss that. This man was filled with the Holy Spirit within his mother's womb. Hundreds of years. I myself did not know him. But for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. There it is again. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I've seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. If you have a margin, if you're writing, if you're tracking verse 34, I just write in that margin, John knows now. John knows. And we can say confidently, too, that we know now. With the time we have left, guys, I want to make a, uh, uh, um, just offer you guys a challenge when it comes to who we are in light of who John is. That word testimony is where we get our uh, English word martyr. Uh, I wrote a couple words that we associate with it. It's a witness. It's evidence. This is the noun. Witness, evidence, testimony, reputation. So in terms of the verb and the activity of that, that's when you're giving it away. You're, you're, you're giving evidence. You're, you are witnessing. I wanted you guys to think through the common ground we share in this passage today. The John... As, as a follower of Christ, invites so much more than we can do in, 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 in a Sunday service. There's so many parallel texts or um, uh, scriptures that, that complement this. Two, if we had time, two that I would offer you are Luke 3, if you want to write this down. Luke 3 and Matthew 11. You want to take some bread with you on the road. Uh, you can find more passages, but Luke 3 is when John really gets into that discourse. And it kind of cracks me up because he's like, you brood of vipers. 
and he's kind of breaking things down. And then Luke later says, and with such exhortations, John preached the good news. I'm like, brood of vipers, good news. That's like, imagine at Christmas time calling the kids down. Christmas gifts. Hey, you brood of vipers, it's time to open the Christmas gifts. It just doesn't seem to go together. But John knew who he was, and he knew what the people had to hear. And sometimes, guys, we need to navigate that too. Maybe sometimes the bad news sets up the good news. I'm not sure. I have more questions than answers there. But I, I mentioned Matthew 11, too, because that's when John's in jail, and he's questioning, Jesus, is it, is it really you? Are you the one? And Jesus tells his boys, like, tell him what's going on here. It struck me as I was preparing for this that, in a way, Jesus was just reciting the gospel message. Look what's going on, culminating with people are being raised from the dead. You tell him, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. I just wanted to put a little flesh on this, man. But where we will go with the last few minutes, guys, I, I try to get it down to the, just the bare minimum. And the way I'm going to do that, guys, I'm going to point out just a couple things. And it hinges, guys, on it started in um, verse. Let's see if I can get this for you guys. Verse 26. John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know. Now, Phil, we'll, we'll make a little bit of time here just, just for time's sake, guys. I put up a couple visuals so you can kind of get an idea. Um, I'm a map guy. I kind of like to frame things. So, Phil, let's, let's just quickly show them where John was born. Is that probably uh, one more? So I, I Googled some images, guys. This is the hill country of Judah. Very plush, very beautiful. On the right, that's a little bit more modern. My guess is the steeple. Usually in uh, the, the, the Holy Lands, if something happened there, you build something over it. And that's the case, I think, for John's, where he supposedly was born. Um, but beautiful land, that's where John was born. Um, and then this is where he ministered. We're told in Scripture that he ministered. Go ahead, Phil, shoot that next one. Um, going back home to Richland, PA. We don't have a traffic light in Richland, PA. But it's, it's a drive. It's a big chunk of land. It's pretty barren. Now, to look at it on a map, and I'll quick show that, John ministered really almost the, almost the length of the Jordan. We know in Scripture that he, he hit those two spots at the top, um, Anan and Salim. Pardon me if I'm not pronouncing that right. Those were more like spring wells, uh, not so much the river itself. Uh, water was plentiful. But uh, I learned this as we went here. J Jesus is baptized at the, at the lower section there of the Bethany across the Jordan. So there's two Bethanies. Did you know that? I learned that. So you can see the length, the breadth of John's ministry. And this is what he's doing. He's testifying. So that was just a little bit of uh, setup for you uh, to get into the text today. But with the time we have left, um, I wanted to demonstrate to you guys where we're going. And um, I, I want to give you one word to write down, and it's the word no. Phil, can we show that slide? This is the game changer as far as the time we have left and what I want you to process about. You, you will so much saying, guys, you got to be like John. You, you will know your calling as you have that conversation with God. Um, this isn't about camel's hair and, and, and locusts and such. We could get into that. I think he was set apart, and we are too. 
But we do share our voice. We do share testimony. And it starts here. So I did a little study on the word no. It's pronounced ido in, in the Greek, I believe. And it's to see with physical eyes as it naturally bridges to the metaphorical sense of perceiving. Now, John fascinates me as, as an, the, the writer of John fascinates me as he writes because if you read the text again, who, who, who are the guys he's talking to? They were sent by who? We, we know that. You think they're coming open hearts, open hands? Or do you think they're like, all right, who's this joker? We, we know from the other text, he called them out for brood of vipers. Jesus even calls these guys brood of vipers. Interesting how John the writer doesn't go there. He just goes into conversation. John may or may not have known. I'm guessing he did know because the next text down, it says they were sent from the Pharisees. But in the book of John, it's almost as if John keeps us on track. I'm writing that you may believe, uses the word believe 98 times, so let's stay on track. John has come to preach me, to reveal me that you may believe. And he's even willing to have conversation with these righteous rollers. That fascinates me. No brood of vipers here, just dialogue. You can have dialogue today. It could be with someone who's critical, maybe, maybe not. But that's not your business, that's God's. He's given you a voice to have conversation. But this is where it starts. And this is what I wanted to give you guys today. And there's two no's that I want to give you, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I wanted this to kind of hit home. Because some of you, this is your takeaway. Do you know Jesus? Do you know, know him? So I thought, let's just do a little bit of an activity, help you understand what this word really means. So, Phil, let's show this little illustration. You guys check this out. What do you see? Do you see an old lady? Do you see a young lady? Let's take a poll. How many see an old lady? Okay. How many see a young lady? How many are like me when I first saw, like, what is going on here? I don't know. What are you seeing? All right. Well, it's yes and yes. So, Phil, let's show the next one. Uh, if you were a young lady, that's what you saw on the left with the, with the red line. And with the older lady, that's what you see to the right. Um, I don't know how much that helps you because if you're like me, at first you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting a headache just trying to figure it out. I, I use this as a demonstration of the Bible word no, because when the light goes on, if you were looking at young and saw it, but now you see old, or if you were looking at old and saw it, but now you see young, that's no. I'm perceiving. I'm understanding. Now I see it. John in heavy heart is saying, you guys, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But as you continue to read the text, John is open and he's vulnerable. That still baffles me, man. That's a whole other Bible study. John tells me twice. He wants me to do two times. I didn't know either. I didn't know either. I can't even theologically break all that down. John, you, you were prophesied over by an angel. You, you, um, uh, you were filled with the Spirit at birth. All I can say is in his humanity, John had, like all of us, the need to process and find out and figure out Jesus. But I tell you what, game changer, light went on when he went in the water with Jesus. Imagine that day, and Jesus comes out, and we got God the Father speaking down. We got the Holy Spirit of God descending on him. He's like, now I know. Now I know. 
So here's where I want to just take you guys, real kind of quick closing application because I want to honor time. I just was thinking through this like, well, Ted, if our common ground with the people of Israel and John in this moment is knowing if that's the bottom line, and there's way more, but time is time and I have to honor that. My heart, guys, would be this, that you would take away today, first question, do I know him? Do I really Light went on. He's not just Jesus, good guy, Jesus prophet. We can't go into all that right now as far as what the Jews were looking for. The religious leaders, they're looking this way. Jesus is over here. But guys, the world at large is doing that. The world at large that we're ministering to is in the I don't know category. You got to get that right. We got to get it right. The two thoughts I have for you on that, and, and Phil, is that the next slide? we got to close it out with this one. Man, I wish we had double shot. But if you look at this, and I set this up on purpose, guys. Um, I started with the, the latter portion of Scripture. You can look at this right now. That second part of Scripture, check me on it. John's in dialogue like, behold, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he's just shouting out Jesus, shouting out Jesus, shouting out Jesus. He is, he is your testimony ultimately has to do that. I started there, guys, because um, Jesus is the game changer. And when you bring him in and you pursue him in true knowledge, the second, which is really the first in this passage, I'm going to suggest to you, John could answer the questions of the critics because he knew who he was in Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Called by Jesus, commissioned by Jesus, I know who he is. So I can confidently come to you and say, I know who I am. I'm not him, but this is who I am. By and large, by and large, this is a conversation you could have any day of your life if you're willing to have it. People that you let get close to you are going to ask, who are you? And as you get closer and as you work together and as you relationally invest, let's switch that gear. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Well, I got some good news for you. Let's talk. So, guys, that's, that's my heart today. I know we got to land the plane here. But I just wanted to challenge you guys from this text that today's the day to know him, receive him, and give some thought then to who he is in your life and what he says about you. Now, this is some bread I'm going to give you guys. You can bake it later this week, but this is good stuff. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 43. I was journaling this week. This passage brought me to tears. It'll be a good day if I don't have tears again, but turn to Isaiah 43. But I, I, I came across this passage, guys, and I, I trust this is for somebody, and then, Jim, I'm going to hand it over to you. But I was thinking, guys, what this actually looks like to, um, to really know. That's what I share, the common ground of John. My testimony, his testimony, bottom line is, I'm going out because I know. And I'm going out because by and large, the people God's given to me may not know. Quick little funny, guys. I, I, um, when I'm with the wrestlers, um, they, none of them are here, I don't think, today. But quick funny story. We're looking at... Um, some of the heroes, David's warriors in the Old Testament, and then it, 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 it led us to um, Judges and Gideon. You guys know the story of Gideon? And it, uh, he defeats who? The Midianites. 
So when we're, we're, when we're getting after it in the Word, we're circling up, and I make the boys read. Some of them, it's the first time. So this is worth seeing, because you're going to minister to some people. I, I've been there. What, what's a Bible? You know, when, when, when's the last time I got a Bible? So we read it out loud. It's kind of, this is the stuff that humors me. Don't tell them that. But I just like listening to how they pronounce names. So we're in Judges 7, and we're reading about Gideon um, defeating the Midianites. And the young man who gets to, to pronounce Midianites says Mennonites. Mennonites. I, the whole time, we're talking about Gideon defeating the Mennonites. I couldn't correct him. I'm like, that's just too funny. Just imagine the Mennonites going into battle. Wow, that whole thing just blows your mind. So, but I love it. Get, get the word out. You know they don't. Let's go, right? Let's do this. And I can speak confidently because I know who Jesus is. This isn't about me. And I know who I am in him because he said it. So here, I know I'm in bonus time, but guys, God bless you. I think somebody needs to hear this. So if you're still wondering who you are, Isaiah 43, 1 through 4. And I want you to do this later this week. Get in your quiet space. Get out a pen. Get this text out. Because I don't think you're going to be, well, it's possible you can go out and touch a life for Christ routinely or mechanically. But I really believe the overflowing, I believe the best that is yet to come is the soul in this audience who's like, this is what you think about me? When, when the people come to me and say, who are you? No, I'm not him, but let me tell you. Look at, look at Isaiah 43. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he created me. He who formed you, O Israel, he formed me. We're receiving these promises today, guys. Just trust me, you can Fear not for what? I've redeemed you. He's redeemed me. I've called you. He's called me. You are mine. I am his. I will be with you. We got to run. I know, but guys, just jump down to verse 4. Because you are what? Precious. This is God speaking to us. This isn't, you know, the sweet 16, little boy, little young man, young woman, like, you know, first like date, like, oh, you're precious to me. This is God the Father through his son Jesus, and because you are precious in my eyes, and what? Honored. I am honored by God, and I love you. Your takeaway today might simply be getting along with God and letting him speak that into your life. Just say, God. I like how one man recently challenged me. This is my prayer. Father, take my breath away with the love of Jesus. I'll say it again. You might want to write that down and start praying that. Father, take my breath away with the love of Jesus. And wait for him and believe. He took my breath away this week with Isaiah 43. It gets even better, guys, because later in, in um, Isaiah 43, and I'll just mark it so you can check it out, verses 18 and 19, God now speaks, and he says, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You know where John is in the New Testament? He's coming. We've got to go through that wilderness. But someday it's going to look like forest and plush and springs, and don't ever lose sight of that. I can speak in the wilderness because I know what God's going to do in the wilderness. I can speak in the wilderness because I know him. I can speak in the wilderness because I know who I am in him. I'm putting you on mission this week. The world so desperately needs, their guard may be up, they may look a little defensive, but ultimately that text, today's text, is the conversation that could be held any day. 
Who are you? And who is Jesus? Let me testify. Let me testify. But I truly believe it starts with your personal space. Say, Lord, right here, right here. Let's walk that out. Let's just have that closet time. And let me just chew and meditate and percolate on Isaiah 43, 1 through 4. You say, I'm honored. I'm precious. I'm loved. You fill me up so you can pour me out. That's the word. Let's pray together and I'll turn it over to, to Brother Jim. Father, I thank you for the testimony of John. I thank you that he testified to who you are and he just was undaunted. It could have been hardcore critics that were told crowds came, were told tax collectors came, but John, the writer, just wanted us to know this conversation. And as hardcore as that group may have been, the bottom line was John's testimony, spot-on testimony. And that's what we share in this audience today. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has a mission, a calling. And I pray, Lord, that it would be just born and, and, and grown out of a true knowledge. Holy Spirit, bring us that knowledge of you today, who you are in our lives and as we allow that to simmer, Lord, may we receive the truth of, of, of who we are in you, but what you say about us in our identity. By your grace, may we go out this week and speak to others as this world still wants to know. Who are we? <laughs> who is Jesus? So bless this text. Pray these guys have some time this week to get into it and receive it even a little bit more on their own time as we just celebrate Jesus, the Lamb of God loving us, honoring us, precious in your sight. We're so grateful. Amen, amen.